I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. An Erio's original. Playcation! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Playcation! The unpacking. We decided to do an extra episode each week, and on these episodes is where we will disclose who won the poll from our last episode and also we will relay some of the tweets and messages that we got from listeners like yourself because people have very strong reactions to some of our decisions so we thought it would be good to sort of sort through these so we can all you know evolve together and if you want to vote and engage uh, it's all happening on our twitter page which is at the big ones pod on Twitter. And for those of you who don't listen to the big ones, that is the other podcasts that we do that we, this is the summer series of. Does, it, okay. does that make sense? So if you like placation, you'll probably <laughs> like the big ones. But I have a feeling there's most people listen to both. Yes, yes, yes. So to start off, I want to just say our poll results have come in and and basically last week we did a day a day long poll and this week I said it for 3 days and next week we know that it's going we found the happy medium. Goldilocks returns for her third cup of porridge mm-hmm. and we're going 2 days. I think it's perfect. So remember to get in there and I'm sorry, you know, if this is something you listen to on Saturdays, you know, when you walk your dog once a week or whatever it is you freakos do, <laughs> <laughs> then we're sorry, but the poll, the poll will be closed, but you can always write us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts, who you would have voted for. We'd love to just, you know, if you can't get in on that poll just tell us your thoughts we'll look at it we'll read it yeah there's no reason why we wouldn't and i have to say the poll for the kimberly australia up it was neck and neck so it just was this wild ride i was checking it daily and by daily i mean i was checking it hourly i was obsessed with checking it yeah (laughs) i know me too (laughs) me too so basically i think you started ahead, and then I pulled ahead. That's right. And then, should we announce the winner? Yeah, so I will say that up until this morning, it was, like, off by, like, two votes, where I was, like, behind you two or three votes from, like, the last day. And then on and I then pla- on the Placation account, I said, look, this is ending earlier than you guys think, because we have to record, so you better get in there and do it. And then it kept being three votes, Amanda, like it it just and then all of a sudden, 50-50, baby. Something happened. 50-50, the end result. It's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. Now, this is unprecedented in placation history, and I know it's only the second episode. But I I love tying. I hope we actually tie every time. I do too. Although, you know, we do want you guys to keep following your hearts. What's so great about this is that 
everyone's travel preferences are different. And so it's totally subjective. So it's not, it's like, we really will never know who's going to win because it depends on who votes. Yeah, that's right. And so I just want to sort through, I'm pulling up Twitter right now. And Maria, should I just sort of sort through some of these comments that we got? Yeah, of course. Now, I'm also thinking, Amanda, if this isn't a good, that we shouldn't, should we spin the wheel for next week's episode on this episode? Or should we do that at the end of the last episode? Oh, interesting. Actually, I feel like we might as well spin it this week, right? Do you think that that's... I guess, I mean, I can, uh, let's, before we decide that, here are some, so, so Adam GH on Adam, at Adam underscore G uh, underscore H says, as a fellow who once went on a relationship on the rocks vacation, because it was already paid for, I enjoyed the happy ending here. And he's talking about, of course, your placation, Amanda. Yeah. So this yeah. so Adam is someone who did what you did, who had a paid vacation, wasn't getting along with their significant other and had to go on the vacation. Now, he didn't say what happened at the end of his vacation, but it seems like he really liked maybe that there was a difference between your vacation and his vacation. Uh, I did get some comments that a lot of people uh, were thinking that my vacation was going to end with one of us dead. And so they were pleasantly surprised when it ended with a vow renewal. Now, James, uh, J underscore McLaughlin 83, wanted to know if attending the Lund Gorley wedding was part was part of it, was part of the placation. And if so, he was going to pick your placation. Uh, and then you said, I wonder who he ended up, who he ended up going. with. Well, I think because you said you, that he was welcome and that you were also going to live stream that I think he did probably end up going with you. Although maybe he picked mine because he knew he could just watch the live stream. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and I think in general, also people felt that you, you did a little bit better as far as Clooney status this week. I got multiple comments where people were feeling bad for boy, the boat boy. He, as I said in the episode, the rivers run through his veins. The Kimberly rivers run through his veins. He usually has to be the boat guy for like these uppity millionaires who go with like six of their buddies, like bro guys. And he has to be there with the other, you know, Kimberly boat boys. And they're like, he doesn't like that. He hates that. For once, he can kind of man the ship on his own. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, he did sort of invite you, right? Yeah. So you can't really, I guess it's just normally, you know, and I know this from watching this reality show called Below Deck, when you're on sort of a chartered yacht, there's normally a crew of at least, I don't know, 10. This was not, have you seen the boat? This, this, he can handle it. I don't think, you guys aren't giving, this is like, and I just watched Thor, so that's who's coming into my head. This is like a Chris Hemsworth. This is a guy who's pulling ropes and swinging and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, okay. Well, you're thinking of a sailboat. That's not what you okay. have. <laughs> <laughs> you were on a yacht. So someone's got to captain the yacht. So boy was captaining the yacht. But then he can put down the anchor so he can come, you know, feed you oysters off the rocks or whatever. That so was it's, when it's, we were anchored. Yes, he was. Ne we were never eating oysters when he was doing something. I was never forcing him to come <laughs> off, you know, and go like, hey, stop what you're doing and let's go eat oysters. He was leading the charge. But by the way, I do think that um, 
it was kind of a missed opportunity because you could have had him put you to work. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Look, there's only that so much been good. time. I'm just there's saying that would have so been good. Um, and so now I think that starting maybe next week on next week's unpacking episode, we'll start spinning the wheel of adventure then. But we've already recorded the Berlin episode. So let's not do that this week. But starting next week, right. Uh, for the episode after Berlin, we'll start spinning the wheel of adventure on the Friday episodes because I think that sounds really fun. And we can tease it. So anyone who's not listening to these unpacking episodes, then we'll say like the only way you're going to get to listen to us spinning the wheel of adventure is to listen to the unpacking. I mean, I don't see why anyone would not want to listen to the unpacking. No, not if they hadn't listened to it. But maybe once they listen to it, they could go, this is not. I don't need to unpack. I mean, this one, maybe because to be honest, this is a new we're working out the kinks here, you know, Um, (laughs) but I don't know. I mean, this is going to be what, eight minutes? Okay, now I have to ask you, though, candidly, Maria, you have to be honest about this. What? Okay, this is this is just, I think, something that's interesting to really talk about. After going to Kimberley, Australia, in our minds, is it somewhere you would honestly want to go? Like, let's say you got a little chunk of change. Like, is to be honest, is Kimberly at the top of your list? Here's why it may be. I absolutely want to go. I think that the terrain, the sights, El Cuestro in and of itself, the just taking, you know, the cruise through, I think it would be absolutely gorgeous. It's the travel time that would really put it yeah. where I could be like, I don't know. I That's so... That's so much traveling. It's also, you know, there's no direct flights. So it adds another couple of hours onto an already really long travel time. How about you? Well, okay. So the reason why I kind of ask is I was thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, the Kimberley seemed awesome, but I've never been to Australia at all. So I feel like if I do go, I'd prob, I would love to experience the outback. Yeah. But maybe I'd also want to do Sydney and Melbourne. If I was in Australia, I would definitely make it I would I think I would definitely try and make it over to the Kimberly and I know that's being like if I was in LA I'd try to make it to New York I know that's what that is but still I feel like I feel like there's so much cool stuff to do and it really does seem different than anywhere else in the world yeah and I do I do love the El Cuestro so if I had the opportunity to stay there I feel like that would be worth saving up and you know a once in a lifetime experience so that being said I think that would be awesome but yeah the travel time it's just a lot I mean it would have to be like a 50th birthday or something (laughs) now how about we didn't do an unpacking for Bermuda what about Bermuda I mean Bermuda did seem really awesome um I think I would want to check out Bermuda It also, again, it's like, you know, for me growing up in California, when I go on a tropical vacation, it's easiest to just go to Hawaii. So that's sort of what I'm used to. I love Hawaii. Uh, But Bermuda, you know, as we learned, I'm dying to try that fish sandwich that has not left my mind. The fried fish sandwich on a thick cut raisin bread. I wonder if there's like a Bermuda restaurant in LA where you can get that. Should I look it up real quick? I I doubt it. You could make it at home. Yeah, you could. 
I bet you could fly in. You could like order some like Bermuda raisin bread. Okay, like so I'm seeing here that the bread. the Arby's in Mission Hills has one. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I think um, I, I don't know why that just came up, but this is what came up when I googled Bermuda fish sandwich LA Arby's in Mission Hills, the McDonald's in Mission Hills, and Long John Silver's in Pacoima. Uh, not the worst options, but not what we're looking for. You know what you could do? I don't, I'm not seeing it anywhere, but you could just go get like a really good fried fish sandwich and bring your own thick cut raisin bread. Is that the, is that the secret ingredient? Is there, is there, what else is in that sandwich? I believe like it's basically just a fish sandwich, but on a thick cut raisin bread. I'm looking on My Eager Eats. Okay, this looks insanely good. Okay. What is in a Bermuda sandwich? A local caught fish floured and fried. This isn't right. This isn't right because they're not talking about the raisin bread. Yes, they are. Okay. Local caught fish flour... Local caught fish floured and fried. Melted cheddar cheese. Homemade tartar sauce. A heaping dollop of slaw and sliced tomato packed between two slices of buttered whole wheat or raisin bread. Yeah. I don't the the also the thing that's throwing me is the cheddar cheese. But that I bet it's amazing like how you'd put cheddar cheese on a you know slice of apple pie. Okay. Have you heard that thing, this is off topic, where people used to, in like science class, used to make apple pie out of Ritz crackers? What do you mean? Like the crust? Hold on. No, no, no. It was like something about your, something about your taste buds made it so like a Ritz cracker tasted like apple pie. Hold on. Ritz oh, cracker. could it be like you put an apple on a Ritz with a piece of cheddar cheese? It's nothing. It's nothing about an apple. That's the thing. There's no apples. Okay, this is Ritz interesting. mock apple pie. Ingredients, two cups of water, three-quarter cup of sugar, 30 Ritz crackers, two teaspoons cream of tartar, pie crust, cinnamon, and lemon juice. Okay, That's I don't the understand. Filling. The filling? So you're using Ritz yes, crackers the- instead of apples? Yes. I'm going to send you a link. This seems like big, this is big Ritz. This is big Ritz out to take down no. little apples. <laughs> people, <laughs> people have done this. I've heard people talk about this and they say it tastes exactly like apple pie. This is crazy. They say you're going to fool everyone. Yes. I, I mean, I'd like to. If you could get this by me and I thought I was eating an apple pie, I'll, I'll give you $100. Okay. <laughs> Let's. You're going to, in like four years, I'm going to come to your place. I'm going to go, happy 4th of July, Amanda. And uh, I'm going to bring a Ritz apple pie and, and I'm going to watch you squirm because you're going to go, this is the best thing I, this is the best apple pie I've ever tasted. And it's going to be fully made of Ritz. I just can't believe it. Okay, I mean, I'm open to it, but this is, you know, um, you know, Lara bars, they're like the little date bars, like the mm-hmm. snack bars. 
Um, the cashew cookie flavored one, I think tastes exactly like a hot dog. <laughs> well, see, there you go. So I know, I know it could be done, but honestly, if you gave me a bun with a cashew cookie lara bar in it, I would still know it wasn't a hot dog. But did you see the picture of the mock? Did you see a picture of one of the mock Ritz and it looks yeah. exactly like an apple pie? It doesn't look exactly like an apple pie because in an apple pie, you can see apples. This looks like more of like, you know, the crack pie that everyone eats from Momofuku. Yeah. It looks more like mm-hmm. that, you know, more of like a custardy based, like crumbled filling. But I wouldn't, you can't, there's no apples in it. It's Ritz crackers. <laughs> I guess maybe people don't taste apples and apple pie. They taste the cinnamon. And so when you just have Ritz in there and you taste the cinnamon, you assume it's apples. I mean, I think it's great. I think this sort of stuff is great if you, you know, for instance, like there's a war happening and you can't get apples, then this would be a wonderful, you know, pantry stable alternative. Yeah, it should be called like the Ritz wartime pie. (laughs) Okay, well, I I think we're all good for today, but I got to say, I'm really looking forward to the response to the Berlin episode because it was it was fun uh, traveling on the Clooney budget. But beyond that, I just really enjoyed learning about Berlin. I did, too. I enjoyed I knew nothing about Berlin. And so it was really great to sink my teeth in even just a little. So, you guys, thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week when we travel to Berlin for Playcation! Powered by ACAST.